You are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back <laughs> to the masses. All right, everybody. One, two, one, two. What's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide fuse box radio broadcast bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses a mix of old and new school music from the black diaspora such as hip-hop soul funk jazz reggae and more as well as news commentary and at times here and there some interviews now after we had a little bit of computer problems in the lab all of our stuff is wonderfully repaired and ready to go so we got a brand new show for y'all you got myself, DJ Fusion, the mix on the music and commentary end. And on the side, you got my bro who does the same. Let me have him go ahead and introduce himself. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our star child. Come here to make it, come here and make it rough, tough, and wild. Of course, with the beautiful DJ Fusion, check out the style and the pump that we're using. Cosmic repertoire coming back to center, giving it to whoever who are. We want to give you the phone and we want to say we love you. Fusebox Radio. Never think it may above you, but always want to get in you. Yes, indeed. Sound vibration. Ear orgasms. Here to get them. Get them and give them. And stab Adam. With the phone in the soul. DJ Fusion. The phone right What's the deal, yo? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Definitely glad to have a brand spanking new show to give to the masses this week because we got a lot of music. A lot of new music has come in that's pretty cool. So glad to play some of that and, of course, play some joints that are the throwbacks as some people call them, the old school joints as some people call them, foundational joints as some people call them to the music that we have um, today and um, a few new stories to talk about. So we're going to get into that shortly. As always, first and foremost, we got to thank all the folks who check us out via whatever means to uh, have us be a part of your three-hour weekly block. We deeply appreciate you. We're in the age where there's a whole lot of content you can check out and to choose our content still and to keep us real nice in our Podomatic ratings and beyond is really, really appreciated. Um, since our foundation in 98 at Rutgers View Radio 2, the present, which for this week's show, it'll be officially 16 straight years. Folks have been doing this joint, so for me, this is over a third of my life I've been doing this. So to have folks um really dig what myself on a saw rod do is really really appreciated. And if you're new and checking out the show, we're glad to have you down. If you've been listening to us from the very beginning, we're glad to have you down. And just to give folks a quick breakdown of how the show runs, if this is the first time you um come into the Fuse Box Radio vibe. At the beginning, we go ahead, we do our promo spiel and get into the commentary. And then right from there, both myself and Asal Rock into the music mix with little bits of, I don't want to say interruptions, I guess interjections from our friends over at the Black Agenda Report with Glenn Ford, shout out to them. And our friends over at the Black University Radio Network with Direct Effects, shout out to Lamar Blackman and all of those folks. So pretty much... The show goes in thirds, more or less, every single week. So let's go ahead and um get right into that. First and foremost on the promo end, you can always check out what's going on with us via our official website, FuseBoxRadioOnline.com. That's F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E 
www.thebrotherhoodpodcast.com. There you can check out a history of what we do. You can now book us or put in, I should say, request to book us via thumbtack.com now through the website. You can submit music for consideration for airplay. You can check out old shows, old mixtapes, um, where Anthony things up on photographic and photos, all that type of good stuff right there and happening. Our official blog, blackradiosback.com, is now under official renovation. You can still go to blackradiosback.com and check out some of our latest postings and things, but there's going to be a big redesign in the next month or two, so we'll definitely announce that loud and clear once um, that goes down. If you're a social network person, you can go to twitter.com slash fuseboxradio, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O. That's also the same for Facebook, except that goes to my personal page, facebook.com slash fuseboxradioshow, one word. Go to our Facebook like page. We've been getting some pretty nice increases in numbers on that lady, so shout out to everybody on that end. Um, Vimeo, we have a page, vimeo.com slash fuseboxradio, youtube.com slash fuseboxradio. And if it's a major social network, it's going to pretty much end with that. We've branded it to death. So, you know, feel free to follow, check, like, whatever have you. Also, Instagram.com slash Radio is in the mix as well. We always got to shout out our friends over at Oh Hell Nah, OHMblog.com, and Planet Ill, PlanetIll.com for having us be a part of their music and cultural writing staff. We always appreciate that. Got to give a quick shout out to our indie media music media friends over at where's my 40 acres wm4da the hashtag and where's my 40 acres.com for doing some good building with them as of late and whatnot and doing the guest podcast thing a few weeks ago and um some other things and let me see here oh of course you can check us out via itunes zoom stitcher um tune in radio Bay FM, Player FM, and whatever is your favorite music streaming service or music podcast service of choice. And if you forget all of this type of stuff, just search for Fusebox Radio Broadcast. We're going to be up on there for pages and pages and pages. And you can just find another way to check us out. So by whatever means, whether it's through your favorite um, music and cultural um radio station or website all of which can be checked out shout out to all of our broadcast affiliates you can check all those folks out at blackradiosback.com they're all linked there for our updated listing and whatnot um yeah you can go ahead and see what's good not just with this episode but with over two years of show archive on the net so you know check us out give us some love we appreciate everything that comes through on the event end um, as a broadcast time, probably by the time people get this podcast, this event will happen, but we still want to give the organization to shout out anyway. Um, Blue Royalty and the Swagalaw Foundation presents a drive through. If you're in the DC metro area, you can go to the Kenilworth Go Kart Track from 2 to 8 p.m. on Saturday, April 5th, 2014. I'll be DJing there for a drive for school supplies. And everything um, for some of the nonprofit organizations in the Prince George's County, Maryland area. And it should be a good, fun time. The weather finally seems to have let go snowflakes and whatnot here in this corner of the East Coast of the United States because winter has been weird as all get out. So come out, have a good time. And, you know, they're also going to be having food stuff and everything too. So that's going to be a good look. 
in June 2014. We're going to be back with our friends in Toronto, Canada at North by Northeast. Very big festival of music, film, art, comedy, and more. You can go to nxme.com for more info on that. We'll be announcing our official times and places where we'll be performing or whatnot soon. As well as the second annual Fusebox Radio Broadcast on Final Fantasy Showcase. So that's going to be a good fun time for the summer. And lastly, um, in terms of event type of things right now, we still got some things percolating in the works, like one of which I really can't announce right now. But um, it's going to be a relatively big deal in terms of another place where folks are going to be getting the, the written Fusebox Radio brand on. But um, really, really quickly... Um, I know there's going to be a few events we're going to be covering for press, so if you happen to see myself or saw Ross, hey, hey, I know AwesomeCon DC is going to be going down from the 18th to the 20th over at the Washington Convention Center. Last year, folks DJed over there. This year, folks are going to be more into hardcore press mode, so um, camera's going to be on deck, video and photographing and whatnot. So if you got the ill costume come up, I want to take some pictures of folks. I'm definitely going to be taping up some panels and whatnot. And shout out to Ben Penrod, who um, was the first person who booked the Fusebox Radio during their very first Awesome Con last year. And he's been hipping this to a lot of the um, programming going on. And for my Walking Dead people, y'all, if y'all know the actress that plays Michonne, she's going to be there. So that alone, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of gassed already. I think Ernie Hudson's going to be there as well, and a whole bunch of other um, star-type folks. And of course, if you like your popular culture, whether it's video games, comic books, so forth and so on, that's going to be going down. And the website is awesomecondc.com. So you can buy tickets at... Hmm? What's that date again going to be Um, The entire convention is the 18th to the 20th. Um, there's going to be some stuff going on Friday evening that is all day Saturday and part of the day on Sunday. I don't have the exact um, schedule time frame and everything in front of me right now, but awesomecondc.com. You can check out all the um, schedule information, ticket prices, so forth and so on. So press pass will be in hand, so folks will be there. So if you see me, I'll probably end up having the um, something with the Fusebox Radio logo on it. Go ahead and say what's good and what not to us. For my folks over in the fighting biz and whatnot, in May, uh, I'm going to be at Be- the Bellator MMA match over in Atlantic City. Over at Rebel Casino to do a press thing, so I know it's going to be hectic and people will be in the sports thing. If you happen to see folks, wave and say hi as well. And this month, I'm going to probably try to do some press stuff for the end of the Kennedy Center's One Mic Hip Hop Festival. Since I know Nas and Lauren Hill already performed, like all them joints unfortunately sold out super quick, but there's a ton of great international acts coming through. And I think next weekend there's supposed to be a um, breakdancer competition. Among some panels and other things. So that should be a good look, for, especially for folks here in the D.C. metro area. And yeah, we just got plenty more going on, so... We're always happy to be in the mix doing our thing. And um, for everybody who's been hiring us and Jennifer for DJ gigs, because yes, we do do DJ gigs. We love doing this show. We love doing other stuff. But we also like to eat with all of our craft, too. So everybody who's um, been putting us in their mix of various stuff, 
and people who, you know, we've done things for the community. We deeply appreciate every single one of y'all. So, that is about it on the announcement end at the moment. And it's been a little while since we've been able to talk about some news type of things. So, let's go ahead and talk about that. Um, first and foremost, um, I gotta talk about an unfortunate passing that happened this past week. And that was for DJ and producer Frankie Knuckles. He ended up passing away at the age of 59 this week. Um, as a broadcast time, we don't know the cause, even though we do know he had um, some health issues for a little bit. And the man who I think is deserved of having a title in the realm of house music. A lot of folks called him the godfather of house music. And the man from the Bronx who ended up going to Chicago was one of those people who were very instrumental in terms of making the terms that we call like deep house or some folks in North Jersey would call club music today, especially from joints from the 80s and the 90s. Um, really brief rundown of his history. Um, a lot of um, music websites have done some really good writing about him, particularly um, Red Bull Music Academy did a really good breakdown of why he's so important in the house music world. He's one of the guys who, when you hear about people talk about re-edits, where they have like the longer versions of the song, like uh, the 12-inch mixes, he's one of those cats who did things on that and major on the disco wind later on in the house end. So when we talk about when cats were like literally splicing tape and putting them joints together to make them extended mixes, Frankie Knuckles was one of those type of cats. Now, my people from Chicago, especially the houses, would look at him and think about him as the cat who DJed at the warehouse. Like when people look at various places in terms of house music, the warehouse was one of Chicago's places. You had Zanzibar in Newark, New Jersey. You of course had Shelter in New York. And plenty, plenty more during those real foundational periods and um, those eras. And I don't know, man. Like his history is like so deep. Like him and Larry Levan came up together, DJ in the city. And you know, of course, they kind of went on different paths. But this kind of just shows on its own, like a different type of DJ history in terms of how things went ahead and made things work and knuckles was a disco dj who ended up elevating to the, another level with doing house now i think one of the things that when people look at um him you can think of on the disco when he did um a lot of re-edits for Saul soul so you know re-edit of joints like um first choices let no man put asunder for example is a big joke he had like a lot of the echoes and the extended drum breaks and whatnot and then, you know, if you just want to look him up on Wiki, he did a ton of remixes and stuff with people. And of course, the house classics like It's a Cold World, Baby Wants to Ride, um, Tears, and plenty more. For me, when I just first started DJing and getting really heavy in the house, like when I was looking at the producer credits on 12 Inches, besides matches at work, one of the names I saw a whole lot was <clears throat> Frankie Knuckles. Particularly with like late 80s to late 90s joints. And that man's music propelled plenty of party 
when I was a student at Rutgers. And I was going to not just campus parties, but joints up in North Jersey and New York. And while I've never had the pleasure of seeing him live or, you know, DJing with him, I have listened to plenty of his mixes and, and the man was a beast. The man was truly on it. And if you want to go on YouTube and these other spots, you can check out um some of his mixes and other joints. But yeah, I mean, the whistle song, it goes on and on and on and on with the things that um, Frankie Knuckles did. And he will truly be missed in um, the house music world and beyond. So that was just my little interjection on that. Well, I just want to say um, rest in peace to um, Homeboy. And um, definitely, you basically said most of what needs to be said on that. And, um, and um, definitely, um, a lot of music, a lot of house up to music from the time when him and a lot of those cats were coming out, the band, him, and, you know, cats from even other areas, you know, shaped up, shaped really the sound of up-tempo music for modern-day disco, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, definitely, one love and rest in peace to them. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, one last quick interjection with Frankie Knuckles. He was the one who got the first Grammy Award ever given to a remix. Back in 1998, so you know we're kind of used to almost hearing about the like we're kind of in an era we almost hear about the producer more in certain types of music than maybe the artist. And you know him being one of those first guys given a remixer, you know Grammy is pretty deep. So I just want to throw that out there. So rest in peace to him. Let's keep on the music tip for him before we get into some other news joints. The Library of Congress um, goes ahead each year and they end up putting extra bits of music into what's called the National Recording Registry here in the States to, you know, show the impact of, you know, various songs, productions, etc. And about 40 new pieces got added on during this past week, including Isaac Hayes' Shaft soundtrack. And I thought that was pretty cool. So you have things this time around, including that, Lyndon Johnson's um, the one, one of our president's um, speeches and recordings. You got Claire Clearwater Revival's Fortunate Son, Linda Rollstadt's Heart Like a Will EP, and a few more other joints. And I just thought it was pretty cool that they were like, yo, Shaft, Shaft is the business. Not that this is our opinion, like, historically, we need to make sure that, that this is going to be in our mix to show how music has grown and developed. No doubt. No doubt, no doubt. Isaac Hayes did plenty of great stuff. I think that was one of the highlights of some soundtracks from the 70s. But yeah, like, everybody knows the Shaft soundtrack, even if you've never seen Shaft. No doubt. You know, like, people know them first, even if they never seen the movie, they have probably seen a parody of, like, the beginning intro of that joint where they play that theme. So, one of those cool things about popular culture. And whatnot. Let's see here. Yeah, we're gonna hop around a little bit. It's been kind of a weird news week. Um, prayers and condolences to everybody affected at the latest shootings at Fort Hood, military base in Texas. Um, four people have ended up passing as of broadcast time, including a gunman, and at least 16 other people were wounded. And while this is still a developing story, 
all I can really say is that it's getting kind of scary that we're at the point where like mass shootings are almost starting to feel kind of normal here in the United States. It really shouldn't be that way. It really, really shouldn't, regardless of, I think, whatever your political beliefs are or whatever have you. Like, it shouldn't be to the point where you still feel something. But it's almost, I guess, what some people would almost call, like, that white noise numb type of feeling. Where it's like, ah, oh, dang, this this happened. And that, to me, shows a sickness in society, much less whatever laws people are looking at. Because, as in the other Fort Hood case, this was a soldier who they're saying... You know, may or may not have had a uh, mental break due to PTSD from coming back from war, a war situation, and it's one of those things where it's like, did he snap? Is this something that fell fell through the cracks through the medical system with the military? Because the military, while of course, like everything else, it has its you know good and bad. Um, the way. People in a volunteer army are treated when they come back from a war hasn't really been that great for a very long time you know we can go back to vietnam much less the current situation from soldiers who went to iraq and afghanistan and even further back before they even called it ptsd in terms of you know the medical treatment that's not just pill popping but talking to somebody and trying to get step by step through that process because war isn't a normal process and going from war to I guess what's quote unquote peace it has to be jarring I can't say from personal experience because I have not served in the military I have had family members and close friends who have and even those who come out quote unquote relatively unscathed you know that's an experience and while you may come back physically of all your limbs, something may be going on in your in your mind that has to get resolved for inner peace, not just for yourself, but for those around you. So, you know, I don't know what it's going to take in this country for that to actually happen, for this to be taken seriously for all the veterans that have been doing their thing, but it needs to happen and it needs to happen soon, too. That's my main thing. And back to just and prayers to all of those who have been affected by um, this latest um, round of violence. Uh, let me see here. Oh, real crazy situation that happened in the Supreme Court that may or may not seem crazy depending on your viewpoint on it. Um, the United States Supreme Court has um, officially struck down U.S. limits in terms of overall contributions to political candidates, parties, and uh, political action committees or PACs. Basically, in a real short summation, usually here when somebody donates to a, a campaign as an individual, they can only contribute so much. Like, let's say like $100,000, I think, was the max. Now there's no limitation, at least until, and I don't even know if that's going to necessarily happen, unless Congress passes a law that says this ain't the way it's going to go. And for me, did the same Congress that gives itself a raise every single year. No matter what the political situation is or the economic situation is. I don't see a majority of politicians in the United States Congress talking about, I don't want to have what can could be unlimited money from a rich person going into my political campaign. 
maybe I'm too jaded. I'm not saying that it, w- it wouldn't be nobody because there are people who already protested it. I had to give them some credit. But I just don't see a lot of folks going, no, I I don't, you know, maybe that billionaire spigot is going to have had to turn down after a bit. Now, being in my 30s and somewhat politically astute and historically astute, I know that campaigns get bought all the time. Whether it's via, you know, corporations, through lobbyists, whether it's via individuals, or whatever else. But I find it very, very curious that all of a sudden somebody's like in the five divorce vote and, you know, it, it's in the cross party line or whatever. And somebody's like, hmm. We're pretty much saying democracy really is for sale post um, Citizens United rule. It really is for sale. We're not even trying to hide that mess no more. That's kind of, for for at least the, the two quote unquote major political parties here in the state of Democrats and Republicans. Now the only thing that would make me get a little interested in terms of well where is this change going to come? Like, if somebody donates a whole bunch of money to a third party, I bet a portion of my DNA that that law will change. And that person wins. If some cat like Warren Buffett is like, I'm going to give like, I don't know, I'm going to give like $5 million to a Green Party candidate for for the presidency. That law is going to change. But I doubt that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And to me, this is just rather shameful. Because again, we're, we're not naive. We know that people do stuff for, for, for money all the time. People will, will sell you out for like $50 if you walk, walk down the corner. Think about what a, some certain politicians will do. And this ain't saying everybody's for sale, but I think regardless of whatever political party you back, this ain't a good look. All you gotta do is have a crazy with some money. Believe me, there are crazies with money. Like the wrong person, they will literally own them and have them in their pocket. So, you know, I'm curious to see how this joint goes down, man. But this, this is whack, you know. This, this is not cool. And quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if those five people who voted with the Supreme Court got some money slipped in their damn pockets to make it happen. Cause when you have a lifetime appointment you probably had to do some things to get a lifetime appointment and you know and still have a soul whether you know you believe in higher being or not to still have something in you that's like wait a minute yo something ain't right you know what I mean but, you know, I don't know what else do we got going on what else do we got going on um, let's bring up a little bit of the government's actually doing a somewhat of a decent job news thing. That to me is just depressing. Um, let's see. Washington, D.C. has, is just waiting the next few days, but the bill passed by Mayor Vincent Gray to decriminalize holding less than an ounce of marijuana. So, we still got about 60 days to wait. For the review period via Congress. And DC delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton says she plans to defend it. 
That is absolutely correct. I was just about to bring that up. Um, the ACLU, um, the American Civil Liberties Union, found the arrest rate is eight times as much here in this country for um, black Americans than it is for white Americans in that area. Even though the number of people who have admitted smoking um, weed is equal regardless of race. And we do know that a lot of our correctional system is becoming more and more privatized. And when it becomes privatized, that means you need to have some bodies in there to make money. And it is just fact for years and years and years, the system tends to be biased very highly towards people of color, especially if you ain't got no bread. So, you know, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this goes down because I bet you, I bet you somebody's going to try to fight against that. Because that means there's going to be a lot less people going to jail, even if you just rotate out of the jail. That's less money. And for some people, that's also less control over a population. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again, you know, to each their own and whatnot, but if you're going to probably do something, I'd actually advocate you smoking a tree than drinking. I like for everybody to be kind of grown when they do it, but whatever. And when we talk about decriminalization, it's saying that, in other words, it's still not going to be like you can just like walk down the street and smoke a blunt and be like we like in some other countries. You know what I'm saying? But let's say you're walking down the street and you have like less than an ounce on you. Um, it's just going to be like a fine. So it'll be like a fine of $25. And the crime for like smoking, if you get caught smoking, the maximum punishment is going to be reduced from a thousand dollar fine and six months in jail to sixty days in jail and a five hundred dollar fine. Which, you know, if you actually do get jail time, that's that's significantly less. Which again, for some of these companies, mean that's significantly less money they're going to be getting. So, you know, we'll see what goes down. I mean, the wave of marijuana um, laws in this country is changing about and. I'm curious to see how things go in Colorado and Washington State, um, especially for those states that have essentially been there like, yeah, whatever, smoke it you, we don't care, as long as we get our taxes. And I think when you see these states and there's going to end there, it, it, it ends up being less of crime, and these states are getting dumb money, other states are going to follow. I think a lot of what some will call the moral argument is going to disappear when they see that money coming. Now you're going to still have people who are going to be competition fighting against particularly these tobacco companies. And then you got to look at the aspect of what it does get, let's say, to criminalize or maybe even legal. Are you going to be able to plant your own? Are you going to be able to do whatever else? Because as we've seen in some states, you know, you got some people getting mad at you when you want to plant your own food. So how's it going to be with something like you? But you know, we'll see how it goes. But I think that's a good step for DC, for real. So I had to give um, DC Council and um, Mayor Grace some credit on that. One. Let's see what else. Also, in relatively decent news, that you know the United States government isn't totally going to hell with gas slippers yet. The FCC took a step and took a tiny, tiny its rules in terms of 
putting more the public airways into the hands of um, local owners. There was a loophole that um, was closed that allowed some various um, conglomerates to evade federal ownership limits in terms of how many radio stations or TV stations they, they could own. So now this has finally been shut down. And while, you know, people can still try to do funny style things on one, I think that's a good step. Because even within the past 10 to 15 years, media diversity because of these big conglomerates buying up stuff has been severely reduced. And turning somebody owns like a hundred percent of certain media, I think that's next to nobody now. I mean, Radio One, I think, has majority ownership in things like TV One and Radio One and stuff like that, but Comcast owns a big chunk of TV. So that's not fully quote unquote black in terms of this one example. BET hasn't been black in a minute. In anything but black entertainment television as named to their unassisted subsidiary of Viacom. Univision is a subsidiary of NBC Universal. And it goes on and on and on. Like, um, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but you can go search for Pew Research Center on your search engine choice and what they call State of the Media. You can find out everybody who owns who. And it gets deep. It gets super, super deep. And it's broken down in a really nice, basic way. So they like academic type of paper or whatever. Um, our friends at Free Press, freepress.net, have um, given us this information about this latest um, loophole that's um, been closed. And with the advent of things such as um, more airways opening up for low power FM radio stations and, you know, extra public access stations and so forth, um, people are trying to have things improved so more of the media can be in more diverse hands. Now, we still got to battle the fight in regards to net neutrality and things like that because if we're going by the march of history, there's a whole lot of um, scenarios when one form of media gets big, somebody wants to try to buy it all up. Or mess around with it. Particularly when there's a whole bunch of independent cats making that thing happen. And the internet is the next is the next wave. We're, we're already seeing it, you know. With, you know, Time Warner trying to buy Com- Time Warner or Comcast trying to merge. And all of that. So, you know, we still got to be on our toes, but, you know, there's a little bit of good news that's happening here. And that has to be appreciated. Um, let's see. We're going to have to swing a little bit in terms of slightly sadder news before we just do one or two other joints then get into the music mix this week. Let me see here. Um, this is a little depressing, but I can't say I'm surprised at this story. As of a year or two ago, in terms of stores that actively identify themselves as black-owned independent bookstores, there are only 54 in the United States. And the reason why I said this may be kind of sad is um, myself growing up in the D.C. metropolitan area, particularly in Prince George County and more, I remember it just being dumb easy to run to a black bookstore, whether, you know, one would go to a spot like um, the mall, or shop at the Iverson Mall, or, you know, various parts of D.C. or whatever, or Rivertown, or one of my own 
their father's friend maybe went to PC owned a bookstore around another stuff. It wasn't too hard to run into a bookstore, especially when I went to North Jersey, New Brunswick, when I went to Rutgers, used to have a whole bunch of black bookstores right in the middle of downtown. Of course, you know, New York had a crazy one. No doubt, like Q-Man Bookstore, all them type of joints. And, you know, a lot of them joints just, um, have gone, you know, have gone out and gone the way of some other places. And I gotta give props to the website AALBC.com, which is, you know, trying to push it for a lot more of literary legacies and stuff for um, the Black American community and beyond. They put up a list of the current bookstores that are still open in the United States that identify themselves as um, black bookstores. Some of which I knew about and some of which I didn't. So I'm very happy to see that. I'm going to put that into our show notes so people can go ahead and support. One of which um, one of my friends um, actually owns from college. Her and her husband, um, Black and Noble. Big up to them because they got, they got tons of tons of great stuff there. No doubt. Like, um, when my relatives back in the day hit me to that store and then... You know, life life happens and the world is very small when you find out, hey, I know about that bookstore my cousin told me about. Oh, your name's Hakeem? Holy crap. Okay. You married to my friend from college. That's cool. So, you know. There's just one of those um, little funny things I tell my friend about that. But yeah, like, you know, these type of stores, man, like, you know, Amazon is cool and other type of things. I'm not going to act like I have never ordered books online. Or done nothing like that. I've never gone to a big chain. I do personally prefer independent bookstores now more. It's got kind of like that little feel of stuff. And this, you know, story just kind of threw me back a bit. It made me a little sad, man. Like, things change, you know, so hard. But for those who are still, you know, holding on, let's support them. Um, even, even if they have their own, I mean, they have their, they have their site online for you to order books. Order online if you ain't nearby one. Or whatever, all that helps. I know with DC, I'm saying Copa video in bookstores still been around for a long time. Also, one big thing about um, independent bookstores 
really quickly is a lot of them, you know, enhance the community. Because besides them selling books, like a decent amount have their own different programs. Even if it's like a book signing or somebody helping sell a video or some people coming to speak or whatever else. And I think that's a big part of stuff that's missing sometimes. Because it's cool to read and everything, but it's cool to be like, oh, here's some other cats who are kind of, who are kind of on the tip I'm on. Or who you can like interact back and forth with. It's like the difference between taking an online class for whatever you, you're interested in in school or whatever, and then you going to a class in person and interacting with a teacher and students. You'll still cover the same material. But sometimes it's better just to have a good back and forth with them to see what's good. And if y'all are all on the same tip, also, you know, you can kind of get an extra creative energy from that type of thing. But, you know, that's just the way I can look at it. And, um, relate to that joint. Um, yeah, I think we'll do one or two more things and shut it down and get into the tunes. We got a whole, whole bunch of tunes. Um, interesting story from The Guardian. Shout out to our friends over in the UK for sending this over. A few folks um, sent me this story. And it was talking about how even in the technological age, things like Google Maps might be downing the size of Africa <laughs> in terms of showing them in things. No doubt, and you actually summarized this article pretty perfectly. I just think the thing that's interesting was things like Google and stuff, because in a way, we might not ever really be able to fully grasp a huge the hugeness of this planet, much less whatever continent we're on, and whatever have you. But we look at you know just basic subjective facts in terms of like cubic square feet of the country and all that other type of things. It's like you're still trying to make this one particular continent that's full of a whole bunch of countries that I don't know why people in 2014 somehow feel like this thing. Africa is a country. That, that's retarded. Or but um, that this whole continent that could fit at least two or three other continents in it looks smaller. When you look at a map in terms of um, you know, other joints. Plus, even the way that we particularly with think of a map, um, which is all brought up in a really good way, is that we're all kind of used to seeing things done by certain cartographers. And how they do stuff or whatever. So while we can think of stuff in a certain way, like, you know, who to say it kind of looks, you know, ain't, ain't, ain't upside down instead of right side up. So we're not looking at it. From mad afar, you know what I'm saying? And uh, more and more. Some of these maps, even if they didn't necessarily have a, let's say, weird way of trying to like natively put supremacy on paper, you know, something because of longitude and latitude don't mean that that's going to be necessarily the most. That might be an aggregate way, way of you getting back and forth, but that ain't necessarily be an aggregate showing the size of something. You know what I mean? So. 
you know, let's say that cat didn't even necessarily have a bad vibe of what he was trying to do. He was like, look, I'm just trying to help you get around on some sex back in the day. And that ended up working. That's still not a thing that's going to measure, like, a whole size. Like, you can fit all of North America into Africa and still have space for India, Argentina, and Tunisia. And then still room left over. But you don't see it looking like that on the map. So it's kind of weird. And um, this story breaks it down really, really good and all of that. I'm going to link that into our show notes as well. But I thought that was an interesting little story that folks brought up. So shout out to our UK family. That's in the field, those too. And in general, before I get into this last goofy story, shout out to everybody who sent us um, links. Like a lot of folks, like I grab up a lot of stuff just because I'm a big reader. But even in between, you know, work and fam and show and whole bunch of other things, there's stuff I'm always going to miss because I'm not on the computer 24 hours a day. I need to sleep and have a semblance of a life sometimes. So, between what I get and then what a lot of people will either post on my Facebook wall or share via Twitter or email us, um, it's just really a piece I wanted to throw that out there because I would have missed that story completely. the way this is. And lastly, we got to make our government look stupid again because we, we have a lot of stupid people in our government, here in the country. Um, shout out to those politicians and, and everybody who actually does their job properly, you know, like proper law enforcement that ain't trying to roll for messed up by. They will call it out. And other things, we deeply appreciate it. I know there's time that we probably going to be ragging on things. Like we're only ragging on people who are doing whack stuff. You ain't doing something whack. You know, more love and um, power to you. And uh, well, before I get to this goofy story, let me shout out these two students um, in the DC metro area, young black boys who got accepted in a whole rack of colleges that happened this past week. One young um, black fellow got into eight, got got accepted into eight Ivy League colleges. And then some, like over four points up in GPA, 99th percentile on the SAT, all of that. And then there was another young man who got accepted to um, a whole lot too, as well. And I always find it weird when you have people who are like, why are we giving these kids props? I'm like, if that was your kid, wouldn't you want to give them props? So why can't us as a community, whether we blood related to them or no, are like, good. You worked hard. You ain't getting no nonsense or trouble. Isn't this supposed to be, which is the hypocrisy of this country, isn't that supposed to be an echelon you're supposed to try to reach out for? But, you know, you'll have some news people and stuff try to be salty. Like, there was just one broad in the Washington Post who, you know, she was kind of trying to, to down and clown the, you know, the, the press these young men were getting. And it's like, look, just because maybe you got to send them to whackcollege.com don't mean you got to diss these young black boys. Well, well, they apply for Stanford. Who gets accepted to eight damn Ivy League colleges of any race? I would give somebody of any race ethnicity pop because that's hard. That's hard. So, you know, don't be salty because these, these black kids got accepted. And when you get to that point, they aren't just trying to throw you up in there for a quota. Because that's an argument that gets very tired in this country. And me going to what has been called a quote-unquote white school. My, my folks attended um, Pistogia Black Colleges and University. Shout out to all HBCUs and whatnot. Got, got love for all of y'all. I didn't get enough money when back in the day. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been an HBCU. But um, 
it's one of those things like, and I think anybody who has attended what's called the white school in this country, like, if you are a person of color, there's gonna be some jackass you're gonna run into who's gonna try to be like, well, you got in here, but, but my friends then. You think that me just being a black ass person means I can just go into any university and give me an education, much less a free one? Get out of here, dog. You still got to get grades. You got to fill out them long ass applications. To just get into school, much less get a scholarship. You still got to take all the same tests everybody else got to take. You know, don't be mad because this particular segment of folks did not fit your comfortable stereotype for your mediocrity. In the United States still, and I'm not trying to start no mess, but I'm going to keep it 100, white mediocrity gets more props than black excellence. Or any person of color excellence. That's just how it goes. Even with our president who, yes, we definitely have issues with how he has done some things with his administration, but you got to sit back and look at things like, so... Some of y'all still think this dude came from Mars or something, or, or he's a secret spy because he was a black dude who went to an Ivy League school, went to an Ivy League law school, became senator, and became president by playing by your rule. But you mad, though. And saying these young black dudes, I'm like, I'm like, this white chick, I'm like, you a grown ass. I'm not even going to give this broad her name. She don't need it anymore. You can, you can search on the Google for this stupid article. But it's like, you was a grown ass woman. You apparently got a job because you're writing for one of the bigger media entities out there. If you're gonna spend your ink being salty towards folks being there, like, yo, it's nice to hear about two young black men making it happen, and that's getting national press because, again, that's just a big accomplishment for for anybody. Things that black people were, you know, uh, genetically and, and 
confusing and popping like popping that off back then. You know, they probably had to, you know, do what they do now. Don't don't bring out that story because that kind of goes against the law. You know, and and not on top of it, he came from you know, quote unquote, you know, I mean, actually when he comes, it doesn't even matter. Once you get proper measurement by your people, that don't even matter. The fact that he was from certain family or I mean, it, it matters to a degree, but, you know, for him, it, it didn't matter in the Pacific Middle more they had certain people around you. You know, it might not have been daddy, but there were other men around, or certain people stimulated on the bridge, you know what I'm saying? I want to be here for my children. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, but, you know, whatever, however it happens, so God bless the brother, I don't want to extend it more than it needs to. But that's a God bless the brother, and I'm glad for him, and I hope the best, but, you know, it's the best, but you learn that. That that knowledge will take him to a certain point. So that knowledge won't get him closer to the creator and it won't help him defend himself in the street. But that'll be something that he can he can also be able to attain. Right? No doubt, no doubt. I hope all all of it gets balanced out for them. That's the only thing that gets kinda of scary about them stories sometimes. Like have that mix of common sense and that book sense, you'll be a dangerous dude in the best way possible. So um Lastly, like I was saying, some of our politicians are really stupid in this country. And here is a stupid politician story. There is a state senator in Louisiana who got mad at a ban on cockfighting because it would endanger a sport called chicken box. Y'all. America, I think with all of its flaws it's a pretty decent country it still has a lot of improvement in season made but in comparison to some other joints this, this ain't the worst place to be however when you have a population that votes in dummies like this who are states that have like some of the like lowest education ratings other type of stuff you got some fool making at least high five figures if not low six figures Defending chicken boxing. And this cat says that in his district, cock fighting is different than chicken boxing because they kick each other while wearing gloves instead of spurs. And he thinks his community will be upset if chicken boxing can't go down. And they had a committee that had some dude who defended cockfighting and chicken boxing. Now look here, man. Like, I'm I'm pretty happy. I make a relatively decent living, nine to five wise, and with this show and other things. I'm beyond grateful for the higher power for providing that for me. However, there are days you just had to rub the timbers of your head and be like, so I had to work a lot to to keep my head relatively above water and every once in a while go out to eat or, or buy, buy, buy a train or something. You got Bamas like this who got money that even relatives of mine who worked for 30, 40 years might have finally achieved by the end of their careers. Really holding committee hearings about chicken boxing. And again, this dude got voted in. This wasn't like, you know, somebody got it passed down. Y'all need to do better voting in people like this. 
y'all really really do because just just no i mean do you got like a a, a, a gambling ring to, and that's why you want to keep this popping because i mean i'm sure that people can talk about this animal cruelty and all that quite frankly i ain't never see a cockfight so i don't know it just seems like a stupid concept to me that's part of your culture i'm sorry I'm a black American, I ain't never seen no freaking cockfighting. I, I, I don't understand. But to have a dude who's like, I represent a rural area where people raise lots of chickens. This is a direct quote from this guy. Including chickens that are 15 to 20 generation fighting birds that exported legally and legitimately to other nations. So, this is an international thing? Man, y'all, y'all mofos need to stop. Stop the madness, stop the foolishness. And lastly, on a recommendation in, there's a documentary called 20 Feet from Stardom on Netflix. I know it's on DVD, so I highly recommend people checking it out. Um, it's about background singers, a whole lot of black background singers, and their stories. Um, from Darling Love to um, Live Wildfield and Tennessee and more. And you hear some interesting stuff, like, you know, besides their personal history, you hear a lot of bugged out stuff about the music injury from like the 50s and 60s on. One lady got done super dirty by Bill Spector. And then there's some other joints, and then also there's, you know, some folks who are getting their solo careers on and popping now, and, you know, different triumphs and things like that. It's a very good documentary. Just watched that early this week, and I just want to give that as a super, super high recommendation to watch and um, check out. I think a lot of our audience would do that. On numerous yeah, man, that's about it. Woo, we got a lot of stuff in. First time back, nice, smooth talk back and forth and all of that. And now it's time for the music. I know Asara has the ill music mix. I know I got the ill music mix. And yes, sir. DJ Fusion, Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Love and appreciate all of our listeners. Love and appreciate all the wonderful musicians uh, from any labels on who submit music to us to put into our mix to give people good vibes and good time. Get your head nodding, get your dancing a little bit, all of that type of stuff. And of course, with our news and commentary, as I always say, you don't got to love or agree with anything that we say, but if we've done something good to make you have get into a conversation or spark some thought or whatever, we've done our job just like all great media has done. Especially in the media, especially black media. And with our music, we always just play what we want to play. We go sit down, we screen all of our stuff. We go for from there. This is a two-person operation. There is no payola or nonsense involved because, quite frankly, we are both too old for that crap. We both have too much integrity. So, 
if your joint is cool, it's gonna eventually get on here, but don't be mad if it don't get on immediately. It's just the way life goes. And, you know, you gotta put the good vibes and other things out there, and that's what it is. So, Fusebox Radio, DJ Fusion, I saw Raw Black Hawk, gotta get into the mix. Alright? You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. It's a cold game. I bang with the big boys, those who hold names. Amateurs get hung with their own gold chains. I swing blades, best bring grenades against a true master. Way beyond your freshman attempts. Spent rounds on the floor, evidence of the war. It's on till the death, till we settle the score. You can never measure to the standard of the most popular demanded. Rap classic, pop corks while a sound knocking socks off. Ghetto summer jam, got the street blocked off. Plots are knocked me off, you stop short. All with my thoughts, move the world with an unknown hey, force. We had the bass pound speakers, shell toe Adidas. Original rap with new school leaders. Graffiti art names with fat gold chains. Shock the world, cuz it's hip hop remains. I'm a true master, you can check my credentials. Master in the MTV field. Master in the Yo, I drop fools like hell, rap rides a third rail Transmit death styles with sign language and braille In hot pursuit of Donald Trump rap loops Produce what you feel with Navy SEAL Mike Troops Sergeant SP, Slaughter, Pete Rock of Gibraltar Miraculous lyrics that tread water A rap to get your respect Write rhymes that connect, collaborate Break bread with corrupting deck Keep my feet blessed, fresh with the Scottie Pippen In the game of life, I play all positions Stop, looking, listen The total package, yes, it's true master Produce rhymes, sing and hit faster The master of the game, solo artist by name Paint the masterpiece that lies inside the frame Pass with flying colors, the number one soul brother All eyes on us, guard your grill and take cover We had the bass pound speakers, shell toe Adidas Original rap with new school leaders Graffiti art names with fat gold chains Shock the world cause it's hip hop remains I'm a true master, you can check my credentials Master in the I'm the epicenter of the snacks disaster. I'm disastrous. Stash is golden hot flashes. Mask is itself. A whole car load of explosives like Zar with hostess. Deck with the intellect of widgets and more locks. Sure, I come raw, I can four clocks. More pop, more ways to get paid. More ways to play. More rhymes to say, more AKs to spray. God is good growing up in the hood. Does some things bad, does some things good. Me and Pete slice bombs and chemicals. Glass. Bombs and mustard gas. We at the scene. I quake you. Take it to a whole different scene. AR-15s and beans. Got them jumping like you swallow the gang and jumping beans. Explode and reload and dump some sheens. Radical and raw, corrupt, smash all. I'm a hard dog, raw dog, hard with the gold ball. Dog pound gangster. DPG. I'm a dog pound gangster. DPG. I'm a dog pound gangster. DPG. Respect the deck and corrupt and beat, rock and drop the beat. 
DJ Fusion. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Shorty's not the right type, she go with the wind blow Off the world literal, political nympho Sex symbol of hope for the flirtatious sofa But she keep her legs closed for those south of the border Sort of a tease, never go the whole way Except for her vacation to Guantanamo Bay UK put her on a scene at 13 Around the way she known as the American Dream Thrown with the Taliban for Afghan poppy So worked with the conscious, built base with Nazis Folks Illuminati, so despite the flaws Wasn't none of it, it's just stitched by no Betsy Ross Born day the 4th of July And by the 5th she had the whole world caught up in the lies so, Her eyes dollar signs, money talk keeps her dripping Make cool fixing, queen of capitalism Miss, 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 miss Her ethics are deceptive, silicone synthetic Far from sympathetic, less her interest is invested And she shop the stock markets in debt with bad credit Self-centeredness bring out the worst in Mother Earth Toxic relationships, she put her needs first Acts all holier than thou, but make sure she separates the state from the church Post-racial, but I can't tell The words of it all falls off her tongue so well The new gym fall from up north and down south And took 500 years to let black folk in the house Miss America Miss, 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 miss America Just war, guns bust more for the bloodlust whore to get off more. Foul to the core, she did the night for draw, and she loves getting face at the top of Mount Rushmore. Miss America was burning before Libya. Gonorrhea, syphilis, herpes, chlamydia, signature been on so many broken promises. You think a new relationship require doctor documents? Turn politics straight, ripping and robbing, bad break with her ex. Osama bin Laden, been getting it popping since she knew she could bank it. Giving hand jobs naked under smallpox blankets. Fake lips and tits, still chasing the dragon At the next party, wasted, openly teabagging Bragging like she the only one in the guard But round here, Miss America's the smuttiest broad Miss America <laughs> Difficult preaching is wonder why it's pleasure. Pleasure in preaching starts in the heart. 
something that stimulates the music in the measure. Measure in the music breaks in three parts. Casually see, but don't do like the soul. Seeing and doing the actions for monkeys. Doing hip hop hustle, no rock and roll unless your name's Brewster. Brewster's a punky. Parents let go, cause it's magic in the air. Criticizing rap, cause you're out of order. Stop looking, listen to the phrase of Fred Astaire's and don't get mad, sir. Mason smashing your daughter. A trilateral system is now set. It usually stands for Daisy Productions. Stands for the inner sound, y'all. Y'all can bet that the action's not a trick. It's short of a function. Freeze the magic. This word to Jake, Joey, and D. The Maceo plug don't send me We tally up to make the number hey, yo, focus is formed by flaunts of the soul Souls and flaunt styles ain't praised by the pound Common our speakers who be honoring the scroll Troll written daily creates a new sound Listen to listen cause this is wisdom Wisdom of a speaker, a dove and a plug, yo Set aside a substance that you feed them Now get them high for this dialect drug Time is a factor, so it's time to count Count not the negative, actions of one Speakers of the soul say it's time to shout Three forms of soul to a positive sound Dance to this fix, flex every muscle Space can be filled if you clap, baby, clap You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. Gigolo D. Worldwide known as uh, Count Base D. And those who really know me call me Dwight Farrell. What is this? You think you ready, baby? Pay me a visit. I can tell you think I'm Don't fall in love or try to kick your feet up. <laughs> what is this? You think you ready, baby? Pay me a visit. I can tell you think I'm delicious. I'm larger than Texas and you can't outsex this. Count base delicious. Jiggle not a genie. Three kisses, not three wishes. Three swishes. Vicious paper always welcome to greet us. Another label on a mission to beat us. Is it Memorex? Live or justice? Legends now convening the A. Swats for the county right now is where my state. Papa Ronnie Wood rolling stone thrown into the throne. Stoned off the depth of his passing tones. A drone prone to postpone the unknown. Once upon a time, but the moment was fleeting. So stop with the salutations and the greetings. I get your emails and I keep deleting. Darling, stop thinking and keep retweeting. Cramping my style like airplane toilet seat. I beg your pardon, I'm eating. And it's delicious. What is this? Think you ready, baby? Pay me a visit. I can tell you think I'm don't fall in love or try to kick your feet up, no nah, baby. What is this? You think you ready, baby? Pay me a visit. I can tell you think I'm I'm larger than Texas and you can't outsex this. I love it when the beat is homemade. After the lyrics, beat sleep with the fishes. Get the money, then he sleep with the missus. Rappers is jealous, they not as cut as this is. Always on his music, rarely on his business. Musician, not CEO, take that off the wish list. Dark meat fall off the bone, why you suspicious? Taste the baby, it's like turkey on Christmas. <laughs> and what is this? Delicious. Think you ready, baby? Pay me a visit. I can tell you think I'm delicious. Don't fall in love or try to keep your feet up. Nah, what is this? Delicious. Think you ready, baby? Pay me a visit. I can tell you think I'm delicious. I'm larger than Texas and you can't outsex this. He work his fingers to the blisters. Handsome with the peach fuzz whiskers. Hip hop the fountain of youth to keep a keg, mister. Can I borrow your lighter? 
Can I borrow your lighter? DJ Fusion. Can I borrow your lighter? I'm about to set the house on fire. Can I borrow your lighter? Can I borrow your lighter? Let it burn. Let it burn. Would you tell us, please, specifically? My dreams keep me awake. My dreams keep me awake. Never wanted to do this rap ish. Just had to talk to the world. They need an outlet for thoughts of wisdom. Don't lose your heart in this heartless system. Am I a zombie if I can't afford the cost of living? A whole generation lost in prison? Damn, who would have thought they'd fight back when we fought the system? So whether you're the powder man, or you slaving at your job with your eyes on the hour hand, you can only chase your dreams every now and then. Cause you at your nine to five putting hours in One life left and the game is getting harder Hairline getting farther, you blaming it on your barber They told me get a job but I'm working on a plan Like what, I ain't a man unless I'm working for the man Can I borrow your lighter? Can I borrow your lighter? Can I borrow your lighter? I'm about to set the house on fire Can I borrow your lighter? Can I borrow your lighter? Let it burn. Let it burn. Next question. You even go through William Home. Exactly what planet you've been living on? I'm stressing. Everything's regressing. We ignore life's lessons. Everything's a question. So question everything. Don't let them lie to you. The truth is unreliable. The proof is undeniable. I scream stop the violence and got an awkward silence Coppers iron, these kids let the proper guidance They see choppers flying, they see their partners dying They see their fathers buying, they hear their mamas crying You on the wheel with guns, getting hot as TMI to the FBI FYI, and how does cash rule the nation? It's mass hallucination Shouldn't pole dancers know about the gold standard? We got some new questions, we don't want the old answers If you feeling like I feel, throw your hands up Can I borrow your lighter? Can I borrow your lighter? Can I borrow your lighter? I'm about to set the house on fire. Can I borrow your lighter? Can I borrow your lighter? Let it burn. Let it burn. Can I borrow your lighter? Can I borrow your lighter? Can I borrow your lighter? I'm about to set the house on fire. Can I borrow your lighter? Can I borrow your lighter? Let it burn. Let it burn. And uh, peace. This is Jay Rude and Damager. Talking about like Williams with DJ Fusion. On the fuse box. I keep a chip off in my cell phone. Pocket full of stones. Smoking on the strong. Freddy Kane, Freddy Cody, y'all. Marshall Town, taking my head and running home. I call Canel, get me your 38, never sit on. 9mm, Beretta to 40 cal. Like 23, fresh about the box, bitch, I hold it down. I hit the store with a chili bowl and a cookie smell. Fast forward 10 years, came back with rollies with golden crowns. Skinny, skinny, six wing mouth sauce. With all the flash you can give me, I tell the skip off. Ski mask on your baby daddy, where that's that nigga lost. Pointing my tray, five, seven, I got my point across. A skinny, skinny, six wing mouth sauce. With all the flash you can give me, I tell them it's off This burning hole in my pocket, got me out here flipping soft 223, you're my enemy, test it off Bitch, skinny, hugging you, six wing mouth sauce With all the flash you can give me, I tell them it's off A plate of chicken with the bread stuck to the bottom Off my enemies, what you looking for, bitch, I got it Bitch, I got it, I think you got it My enemies, what you looking for, bitch, I got it
KFC, here with sharks of Popeyes Adidas who would've played a chicken, get mob ties A fresh dip, weed crumbs on my pants so I got my license, now I'm back seeing it up every week A thick chick, living miller, go to work 3.30 school was out, then I was fresh under her skirt The project leggings hit that gym, that weasel went berserk Don't hear without that drill, them fuck around, you might get burned She was raised in the church, turned out in the ghetto Like some puppet, I swear this gym deserve a medal Seen school girls turning the strippers into stilettos Till I die, if you wanna stop it, get the shovel Shit, extra sauce with the bread stuck to the bottom Freddy Forgiato, all my chips for a rider Cop that llama, got the hollows popping up the bear Got a stain for them hovers, meet me at the hills Bitch, shit Nah, I'm in with the hills on 15 Right on 15, we getting shot I used to hit that mark off all the time Nigga, straight those things and chicken wings, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah Still in sinners that they came 
Hey, this is DJ Logic. You're now listening to the Fuse Box, bringing the best of hip hop and soul music, news and commentary from all over.
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio.
years back still today. But it was rain from the storm Thoughts over my head Making me stressed All day long They won't let me rest Gas on my chest I ain't that strong I need a lifeline right now 911 won't do My back's against the wall now Done all that I could do I prayed every prayer Went to every service Like I know how Just a ship without a sail I'm lost without your It's all about what you want Your family used to be first Things getting worse in my home My brother is hurt We need a word It's too far gone I need a lifeline right now 911 won't do My back's against the wall now Done all that I could do I prayed every prayer Went to every service Like I know how Just a ship without a sail I'm lost without you The sun behind the sun, bringing the funker up at once. Few box, yes, we gonna rock on. 
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
Right here on the fuse box radio.
The sun behind the sun, bringing the funk up at once. Fuse box.
Bronx building, you know what I'm saying?
Right here on the fuse box radio.
genius is born every every day black geniuses are born rising up through the cracks in the pavements rising up between the weeds in the field black geniuses are born smelling odor in garbage cans cradling knowledge and crying out to a world under siege black geniuses are born with halos of gold dancing above afros dancing above cornrows black geniuses are born playing chess on makeshift boards reading books like souls of black folks trying to open doors trying to open doors with black hand black geniuses are born rising up from the city sweltering streets in the ghettos black geniuses are born every day every day black geniuses are born rising up from between the weeds in the field rising up like a phoenix under the sun black geniuses are born every day with halos of gold dancing above afros dancing above cornrows yeah black geniuses are born 365 days a year they're born every day they're born every day every single day every single day black geniuses are born dragging bodies from shell infested curbsides dreaming of tomorrow's while reading books like malcolm x speaks revolution revolution rolling off of tongue bringing masses together for moments of irresistible silence black geniuses are born every single day every single day rising up rising up from the streets from the cracks in the pavements rising up from between the weeds in the field yeah black geniuses are born every single day 365 days a year every single day every single day the sun shines and god smiles every single day every single day they're born every day single mothers raising geniuses every day working two jobs to feed their babies working working hard every single day 
help them overcome obstacles. Black geniuses are born every day. Every day the sun shines and God cries. Every day the sun shines. the brilliant sun uh, every single day every single day every single day that God cries a sunshine every single day every single day 365 365 days a year yeah Every single day, every single day, the sun shines, God cries. Every single day, every single day, the sun shines, God cries, God cries, God cries. Black geniuses 
Every single day, every single day Every single day that God cries in the sun shines Every single day Every single day That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.